What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Okay, you know, like at camps and stuff like this, you take the ball out. You ain't getting the ball back. <laughs> like, you the last one up the court. They already did their thing. So I stopped there, and I just got into a rhythm and started hooping. The Lakers should sign Trey Young this summer. They got to kind of start preparing for, like, if LeBron's last year is this year or next year, whenever it is. And I feel like a uh, pick and roll with AD and a guy like Trey Young would be deadly. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Welcome to All the Smoke, a production of The Black Effect and Our Heart Radio, in partnership with Showtime. Welcome back to another edition of All the Smoke. Jack, what's good? What's up, my brother? This is uh, this is your first show as a married man. How's that feel? Feels good. It feels the same because she worried me the same, so ain't nothing different. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, hey, it was a beautiful, beautiful weekend, though. Beautiful weekend. No, it was definitely dope. Definitely dope, man. We got someone I've been a big fan of for a long time. Uh, not while he was in college because... His school hurt my school, but while he was in the league, man, big 49er fan, you know, being from up north, this dude held it down for several years. Welcome mm-hmm. to the show, Frank Gore. Frank, how you doing, bro? I'm good, man. Hey, congrats, Steve, man. I'm getting married this weekend, man. Man, appreciate it, bro. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming on, bro. Yes, nah, we appreciate y'all boys, you. Man. You know, I respect y'all boys, man. I appreciate y'all boys having me on today, man. Yeah, no doubt. So 16 years in the league. And I think Ooh. I ran some, unless a team calls you up right before the Super Bowl, ready for you to run in there and get a couple touchdowns uh, in the Super Bowl. Is that it? Have we seen the last yeah. of Frank Gore on the football field? That would, that would be it. You know, I feel like, you know, I did everything, man. Um, especially, oh, you know, after coming out of college, you know what I'm saying, what I had to deal with, two knee surgeries, mm-hmm. shoulder surgeries, you know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers was taking me off their boards, saying I won't play two or three years, and... I've been blessed, man. Um, to say what I did in the NFL, I'm cool with my individual goals. You know, mm-hmm. where I go back, you know what I'm saying, if I can get a ring, we'll see. You know how it is. We'll see. Yeah. But I want to say, I mean, 16 years in the NFL as a, as a running back, though, like as a, as a skill position, that shit don't happen, man. So, I mean, I, I definitely wanted to salute you, man, for your longevity. 
Like you Word. said, ups and downs, injuries. You know, we'll get into more stuff later, man. But just off top, man, we want to salute you, man. 16 years in the NFL, that's no small feat, man. So congratulations if, if we have seen the last of you on the field. <clears throat> I appreciate it. Future Hall of Famer. Future Hall of Famer. Yeah, it's only a matter of time. So we uh, we had Darren Williams on the show. Man, what was it, about two months ago, Jack? Yep. And we were going through his interview, and he just popped it up on us. He's like, yeah, you know, man, I've been training. I want to fight. And, you know, shit, you know, Showtime, they're always trying to make something happen. And fast forward now, we're about, a, you know, not too far away from you guys' uh, fight. Um mm-hmm. Thoughts on how this whole process kind of came about, and on top of that, how long have you been uh, boxing yourself? Well, I've been training in boxing since 2006. Okay. But, you know, I was training I was training for, like, getting in shape. Well, you know, especially at, at my position. When I got older, I really took it serious. I kind of put that, that resume in my training before I started football training. Because, you know, once you hit, like, 27, 28, at my position, they call you. They start to call you old. We got all season workout with the team around like May, April, May. Steady me, me doing all season workout with them. I was probably I was just going to gym and boss, you know, just to save my legs for the season. And I just saw myself getting better and better. It's all season. I wasn't really sure if I wanted to play or not. So I, you know, while I train that for football, it's a it's a boxing gym upstairs. We got like you know a bunch of young guys who got a chance to be champs one day. And, I, you know, I don't, I don't train with them a lot. And the coach always told me, you know, out of all the guys he don't train, like football guys, you know, I, always, I was the best one. You know, I always had the basic. I was just joking around, playing around, and wasn't sure if I wanted to play. And he was like, if you don't play, I think you should get a fight. Mm. I said, let me see. It was like a week after training camp, a team call. But, man, the fan was going up to see my stepson play in college, his first college game. They called me. And my, my, my girl was kind of mad, you know. She was kind of mad because she was looking forward. She was looking forward to it. Yeah. Because, you know, you know, I have I've been going for so long, man. Yeah, you know, especially yeah. around this time. You know, and my you know, I got two boys in college, bro. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Right. Uh, they both freshmen, you know, they 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 doing their thing and you know, she was looking forward to do a family thing. And when they called, she thought I was gonna train. I saw I saw her like her her, her face looking the day they called. So I was like, you know what, I had to tell them. You know, I had to tell the team, like, man, if y'all really want me, y'all got to wait to Monday. Mm. Um, so they, they was cool with it. So I went to Wisconsin to see my son play. And um, I, mean, I had a great time, bro. I had a great time up there, you know, before the game, after the game. You know, something I, I you know, I saw that I missed, man. And mm-hmm. then when I got home Monday, they called back. And I was like, you know, I was iffy about it. Should I do it? And I never was iffy about playing ball. That's because I right. love the game of football, you know. And once I felt like I was iffy, iffy about playing, I just told him I wasn't ready for it right now. And and that was it, man. Then I went to the coach and I told him, hey, I might, you know, I might want to start training and see can I get a fight. Mm-hmm. Then I called my I called my boy Malky, who got um, Tyrone Woodley to fight with Jay Paul. He was like, are you serious? And I showed him, like, my, my test messages were like, it was part, like three teams called. I showed him, like, I was like, Tell him I wasn't ready, and he was like, "Okay, I'm gonna, uh, you know, get in shape, and we'll make it happen." And now it's um December 18th. Mm, it's here. It's Real here. quick before before we get in, uh, you touched on some. Obviously, you know, me and Jack, I stepped away at 17. I think Jack stepped away. When did you step away, Jack? 15. 15. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you you kind of take for granted. You forget what normal life is like. You know what I mean? Like the shit that yeah. we didn't ever have time for. I mean, I know us as basketball, well, you guys, same thing. I mean, holiday seasons are, are football. Holiday seasons for us are basketball. So we miss so much of just the regular day-to-day. Being a father, man. Like yeah. the best thing, I'm being real. When I look back and 
the best thing happened to me, bro, I didn't go to training camp because mm-hmm. I got a chance to be a a father. And I mean like a father, like mm-hmm. doing everyday things with my kids, doing right. my lady. You know what I'm saying? And like getting up, going to school, taking my kids to school. Like all my boys play football and they're real good. You know, my, my, I see my kids, you know, I go to practice. You know, they see me on the sideline, even coaching at time. You know, they happy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Then I got, you know, I'm like, man, you know, on Saturday, Friday nights, man, I'm more excited, you know, yep. more Hell excited yeah. than them, man. Yep. And I was like, man, I'm starting to enjoy it. And I'm being real, man. Me, how much I love football, bro. And that's, y'all probably felt the same. When, it, when, you, when you play past 10, Man, that and you know you can't do it forever, bro. And you kind of get scared because you you you've been on this on this this this, this schedule for so long, man. Mm-hmm. And and one, once I told the team that I wasn't ready and I was okay for not going back, man, I felt so good, like because yeah. I used to be so scared, especially with football. Once you get ten, man, you get ten years in, that's a blessing. Mm-hmm. And, and and you know what I'm saying? Because they always trying to find younger guys, especially yeah. at my position. I was about to say, especially yeah. in your position. Mm-hmm. So man, yeah. I, I've been man, I've been blessed. I'm in a good space, man, because I see a lot of guys, man, who you know play in the NFL, man. Once they done, bro, be fucked up in the head, man. And, yep. Yeah, you know. And yeah. I used to be thinking, like, bro, like, what I'm gonna do when I'm done? You know what I'm saying? But man, I'm in a great place, and I'm and I, and I felt so good that Monday when I when I told him I wasn't ready and mm-hmm. I felt okay with it, man, I was fucking happy as hell, yeah. bro. Cause I never, th- mm-hmm. I, I didn't think I'd be like that. Yeah. No, it's a dope feeling being at peace with that. I mean, that's my thing, too. Like, my, I have twin boys, and I coach them. So those are, like, my games. That's why I can't come to your fight, because we got another tournament. I just got back from Arizona yesterday. We got another tournament next weekend. But that's kind of, like, my excitement. I'd be more excited and, and ready for the games than them. I'd be coaching them. But it's just that different, because we miss so much of that while we're playing. And obviously, it's our yep. job and everything. But you forget the normal life and the fatherhood and the family shit. So I'm glad you're at peace with that, because it, it's a motherfucker if you're not. Uh, what's your tra- what does what your training look like um, as a boxer? Obviously, that long in the NFL, you use training to stay in shape. But what is now that you're just strictly training to box? How many man, days a week? Uh, how many man, times a day? I'm six, six days a week. I'm off. I chill Sundays. I run. I do drill. I kind of still do my football drills before I box because, you know, I didn't know if I still wanted to play or not. And, you know, I still want to keep my quick twitch and burst and everything. And I think, you know... That still helped me in the boxing ring, you know, my movement, just because of what position I played. Um, so I would do that in the morning. I'll do that in the morning at nine. I go home and rest for like two, three hours, and I come back and box. I come back and box. Then once I done boxing, I chill to about eight o'clock, and then I do road. I do uh, I go jog, man. And that was probably the hardest thing for me because in football you don't have to jog. You know, we do a lot of explosive stuff like sprints and stuff. So. That was the toughest thing for me, I would say, jogging. But I got up to like four to five miles, and um, I, then I started liking it, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. How much you weighing right now? I weighed in a day. I weighed it at 211. Damn. Okay. Slim down. What, what you playing? What, 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 what you, what, what? Yeah, I was, I was about, about to ask. What playing weight? What was your you playing weight? When, when I was younger, man, I played like 217, 220. You know, it, it, I was young, so I didn't really take the serious, like, eating eating good. Once I got up in age and I realized that, you know, it was one game, bro. Man, I fucked around to try to go out. I had all my boys come up to the Bay, right? <laughs> I was probably like 28, 28, 29. Hey, the you know? Bay will do it to you, too. So <laughs> you I know. It's Hall- I, 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 it Halloween, so I had all my little homeboys come up from a neighborhood. Like, it was about 10 of them, man. It was, Halloween fell on a Friday. Man, I go out, bro. You know the Bay Area clothes. You know, you know, boys coming from down south. 
they come down south. They used to club closing like five o'clock. Right. So so it's a Friday. I go out. So mind you, the club closing that too. They looking at me crazy. So, yeah, yeah. Like, what's so, next? Right, so, I gotta, so, so you know me, I'm, you know, I'm like, I'd be cool because I done did it before. Man, I had, I had like, you know, I had the party to come to the crib. You know, have my, you know, let my boys how to do their thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Man, that Sunday, bro, oh, man, I can't get my team done, man. <laughs> bro, you know, I, you know, how you see a hole, you thought you hit the hole, you think somebody hit your leg. Then when you watch film, you motherfucking trip over the grass or some shit. <laughs> bro, I was like, bro, from that game on, bro, I had that's when I started just like I had to tighten down on my nutritioning. And I stopped partying during the week. But, I, but if it's not, um, I didn't go out. If it's not a Sunday after the game, I'm not going out. Or I wasn't drinking mm-hmm. or nothing after that. But um, well, when I was like younger, I usually played like 217, 220. But once I got once I got up in age, man, and realized that I had to come down. And if I if I wanted to play, I started playing like at 208. Um, the last I played at was 204. Okay. You know, um, and I felt good at it. Sure, you was in the you was in the Bay to say, or we were out there the same time as you with Golden State. We should just I, came I, I, in. I don't hung. I don't. I don't hung out with Stephen Jackson, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was about to say. I don't hung out. I don't hung out with him. Yeah, so we, 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 we got we got it in. Yeah, we should. Yeah, we could have definitely got your uh, your your nightlife uh, immune system cracking. <laughs> <laughs> hey, right. big facts, man. Yeah, you said you started boxing in two thousand six, right? Yep. Okay, even boxing in two thousand. You started boxing in two thousand six, right? But I was I won't say if I was training for like football though, getting shape. But this time, this eight weeks right here, man, it was, it was, this this Boston shit for real, man. Like I, I'm gonna be real, I would never call a guy sorry in the sports who ever trying to get a living from Boston, man. Cause dog, this shit real, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm being real. I mean, the first week when I started, bro, I'm like, man, what the fuck I got myself into, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Word. Man, it's training tough, bro. That's why, man, I, I take my hats to the guys who who getting a living from Boston, man. Cause this shit real. How did uh, uh, Darren become an opponent come about, though? Um, this is what happened. You know, my boy Malky, they called him with a couple of opponents, like UFC fighters and stuff, and, you know, um, they backed out. Jake Paul people hit up Darren because they said he used to do MMA and he wanted to fight. Man, my coach was trying to find, like, footage, you know, and we couldn't find no footage, you know? So, you know, me, like, you know, I, I'm, I'm a study. I like to study. I like, mm-hmm. like, in my game, like, I, like I, I watch film like a motherfucker, bro. You know what I'm saying? I watch my linebackers who physical, who finesse. You know, just for, you know, how, you know, um, just for, like, motherfucker blitz, I got to attack this motherfucker. This motherfucker soft, I got to, you know, hug this, hug the, hug the top of ass on this side or that side. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I yeah. like to watch film. And my coach, when when he said Darren uh, took the fight, want to do it, my coach wasn't really sure about it because he was like, it's your first fight. And then when you read up, you see he around MMA guys, you know, uh, he in a pro drum. You know, and, you know, he round pros. Even though, you know, I've been around Boston, I wasn't never around pros until mm-hmm. the last eight weeks, to these last eight weeks. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it was when I got on something on my Instagram, like, you know, I'm doing something like, like shout out Boston. It was like, who, who want to get in the ring with Frank Gore? Then he went on my Instagram and said, oh, I'll do it. So I, I looked, oh, but, but I didn't know that. You, but, but mind you, I was on the plane. Soon I get off the plane, I see my dog Fred T. 
say, is this serious? It was something like me and Darren Williams, but I, it was it wasn't serious. You know what I'm saying? Then I, I look on my, you know, I'm going on my Instagram and I saw him being like, oh, I get in there with you. I'm like, hold up, bro. Like, you know, so I, I, I hit my coach up. I said, hey, coach, man, what you thinking? He said, hey, you know, I'll see, I'll let you know what's up. So I'm at the hotel. I get all, all my family calling. Because I, I went to um, Mississippi to go see my son play. Um, yeah. At Southern Miss, I was going to see him play. So, man, you know, I love challenges. You know what I'm saying? So I'm in the bed, mm-hmm. bro. My coach haven't called. Uh, you know, he haven't called. It's on a Friday night. So I called him back. I said, Coach, man, what you thinking, man? He said, if you with it, I'm with it. I said, I'm with it, man. Mm. I, I, said, not. I, said, <laughs> I said, man, Darren, I'm, you know, went on my Instagram. And they probably, you know, me, me and Darren, he a cool dude, bro. I'm not going to lie, man. He a good dude. Super cool solid. Dude. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? When I met him at the press, he was real cool, bro. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know, Showtime probably, you know, told him to, you know, challenge me because my coach wasn't sure, like, should we do it? And once I saw that, I was like, hey, man, I, I think I want to do this. You know what I'm saying? Then he was like, you know, we don't got no footage. But I said, let's just make it about us. You know what I'm saying? And he was like, okay, mm-hmm. cool. Then when I got mm-hmm. home, then I got on the grind. That's what's up. So so with, with, with saying all that, what do you want to prove from this? Like, do you want to make this a second career? I don't, I don't know, man. You know, I, you know, I gotta see if I like it, bro. Like I said, yeah, you, you man, try, it's, it's a trial. This is a trial for you. Yeah, I want to see if I like it. You know, I, I'm gonna be real. The training tough, man. And I got to be real myself, man. I'm 38 years old. Mm, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And I also got, you know, I got my kids, bro. Like my kids play ball at a high level. You know what I'm saying? I enjoy that. And once I took the fight, I couldn't even see his last couple of games. You know what I'm saying? Home games. So you know, I'm gonna see how it go that night. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, I'm, I'm very, I'm looking forward to Saturday because I'm, you know, I'm excited about it. I won't lie, I'm nervous about it because something new, but I'm very excited about it. I know I trained my ass off for it, but we'll see, man. We'll see. You, you know, one of the best to ever do it, Mike Tyson say, if, you, if you're not nervous, you're not ready. No, you're right. I feel, because I, man, I was nervous my whole 16, every game, 16 years. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., 
only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field. From free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 million black businesses initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Thoughts on the first. Did you Were you someone that been kind of following the Jake Paul fights and all that kind of like non-boxer boxing? Have you Were you into that before this opportunity presented itself? My first time when I saw Jake Paul... I saw him with the headgear. Then I saw him down here in Miami for the, the Super Bowl. We had fought this YouTuber. When I saw him that night, I told my coach, and the coach who trained me right now, I told him I would be, I would have beat him that night. You know what I'm saying? Me looking at him now, I will say you could tell he took he took it serious and he he did every fight I see now. He got better, man. I respect what he's doing. You know what I'm saying? But when I first saw him the night when they played fought down here at the Super Bowl, I felt like I would have beat him that night on what he was at and what I was at at, the, at that time. Mm-hmm. Thoughts, thoughts on Paul Woodley, too. Like you said, I think a lot of people initially thinking he's a certain way, but to me, I, I respect the fact, because I, I trained, too, for basketball, for boxing. I know how hard that shit is. Yep. Uh, you know, Woodley being a seasoned MMA champion. Thoughts on this rematch? I think it's going to be a good one. You know, I think it would be a good one because Woodley don't felt his power. I'll go back and forth with it because I don't know how hard Woodley was training. You know, because he didn't know he was going to fight or not. I talked to him, like, last week. He said he been, he was in shape. So I think it'll be a good one um, because, mm-hmm. you know, Willie done felt what, what Paul got. You know what I'm saying? But I know mm-hmm. me me following Jake Paul, I know that, like, me seeing him each fight, he got better and better. So I think he'll come in better than last time. So mm-hmm. I, think it was a, I think it'll be a 50-50 shot. You know what I'm saying? But I think, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully, I, you know, if Willie could come in shape and him feeling what he felt last time and, you know, confidence better, Oh, I think it'll be a good one for real. Agreed, agreed. Have you and uh, D. Will, you know, they made some little side bets before the fight. Have you and D. Will made any kind of bets or anything like that? Anything fun yet or nah? Nah, I, we just been talking a little bit, you know, here and there. Um, just he checked on me how my body feeling and shit like that, you know, because mm-hmm. you know we grind. It's a it's a grind, man. It's a grind, and but with no side bet, you know, like I like I tell everybody, you know, win, lose, or draw, man. That's what I want to do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So. You know, I'm going to go in there and, you know, do what me and my coach got our game plan and go from there. 
I mean, this is your first fight you throwing into the fire. You know, you 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 fighting on Showtime pay per view. You pick your ring song to walk out to. You got anybody coming out there with you? With uh, what you want to the ring to? I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come with my kids, bro. You know what I'm saying? Cause yeah. I'm gonna be real, man. Like anything happening this ring, you know they gonna be behind you no matter what. So goddamn right. I haven't picked my song yet. You know, cause I've been, I'm being, I've been focused, man. I've been, I've been tuned in and training and try to, you know, be ready for this fight. Cause man, one thing about me, you know, when I say I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna give it my all, and I'm not, I'm not trying to make myself look like no fool. You know what I'm saying? So I'm gonna walk out there with my kids. You know what I'm saying? Give my kids hug and a kiss, and it's go time. Yes, hey, one thing, w- one thing I know about you, bro, from, from me knowing you, that's one thing you've always been. You've always been to yourself and you've always been an even kill. You know what I'm saying? You never got too high. You never got too low. Even with having the career you have and the success you had, you never, you never seen you come out and do an interview or something too high, too low. You've always been, that's one thing I've always respected about you, bro. You've always been the same person through, through everything. And, and you I've can't been, say that about a lot of people. I've been through too much, man. You know, yeah. especially... You know, in college, man, like at the time going to University of Miami when we got Portis, we got Ed Reed, we got Sean Teller, we got, you know, Antrell Rowe, Andre Johnson, you know. That's got, crazy. I'm just saying, like, bro, and at the time, coming out of high school, I had every school say I'd go out there and play, and I decided to go to a school to tell me that I had the red shirt. You know what I'm saying? And um, me, me going there and... Playing at that time, you know, and being like a freshman All-American, bro, at that time, the school told me I red shirt with all them guys. You know, imagine you go there at that time and ball out. Then that next year, spring practice, you supposed to be the man, you tear your knee up in spring mm. practice. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Then you come back. My, my boy McGay, he got in and, you know, almost won the Heisman. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But I, I supposed to be the guy that year. You know what I'm saying? But then I come mm. back. First five, six games, bro, I get over 100. Like, I, I'm only back to get, like, you know, first, you know, 100 yards each game. Then I go take out, you know, the insurance, think of ahead of time. Then I, that, that next week, I tell my second knee. Mm, so, you know, different, so, different so knee, different yeah. knee each time. Damn. All right. So it's like, bro, like, that That made me have to be like, listen, whatever meant for me going to be, be, be for me. So I just, I got to mm-hmm. take it one day at a time, man, and. You know what I'm saying? Don't look ahead of time, man. When, whenever I'm out there, whatever I'm going to do, I got to give them all. That's what made me change, bro. Mm. To play 16 years after that, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk to us about your recruiting process. Highly recruited. Uh, and what made you stay home? Um, well, I, I committed to I committed to Ole Miss. I changed the night before signing day. Really? I comm- Yeah, I, I changed the night before signing day. Uh, I, I was outside chilling with my homeboys and stuff, and a car pulled up. Um, Name Coach TJ Curtis Johnson. He coached at um, New Orleans right now. I committed, so it was big in Miami. You know, all the best player in Miami going to Ole Miss. He pulled up. He pulled up. We all outside chilling. You know what I'm saying? Getting ready. You know, celebrating. Uh, he pulled up. He called me to the car, man. He called me to the car. He was like, "Hey, you pulled to be the best player out of Miami, right?" I said, yeah, I'm the best player out of Miami. He was like, so the best player for to stay home. Well, he, was like, he was like, what you scared to compete? What you scared of Portis? What you scared of Willis? What you scared mm. of Najee? Mm. I said, nah, I ain't scared of nobody. I said, I ain't scared of nobody. He said, then why you won't come to Miami? If you if you're the best, you'll play with the best. And when he said that, I said, you know what? I'm coming. 
and he thought I was playing. Then I called the next morning. You know, my mom, my mom wanted me to stay home too, because she was sick too. She was sick, you know what I'm saying? So I called the next morning. I called my high school coach. I said, hey, I'm going to Miami. And he was like surprised. Like, he was like, You sure? I said, I'm going to Miami. And he, and I said, I love him today. I still love him, but you know, we kind of fell out, you know what I'm saying, at the time because he didn't want me to go to Miami because I don't know why. He was like, they got too many bats. But I'm like, bro, I said, Coach, you supposed to believe in me, man. You know what I'm saying? Right. I don't did all this. You know what I'm saying? It ain't no system. It's, you know what I'm saying? I know you got a good system, but still, you know, those, no system don't give no 11 games, 2,900 yards, and no 11 mm. games in Dade County. You know what I'm saying? Not at all. So I felt like, you know, he didn't believe in me. So we start, we didn't talk for a couple months, man. So I, 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 my mom was happy. So I said, we going to Miami. I could, the next day, my whole family go to um, my high school. Um, they called Miami and say, hey, Frank Switch, he said he coming. Mm-hmm, from there, mm-hmm. I was like, and I just started grinding, man. Because you know, I told myself, I say, listen, this is the only school took, told me I red shirt. And I was like, man, I'm from Miami. I can't, you know, and I respect my, I respect Porters. I respect Willis. I respect Najee, Peyton. But I just felt like, man, I can't, I'm home, bro. I can't sit the bench. I never set the bench on a, in the football, on the football field. And um, mm-hmm. once I got there, bro, um, I was balling, man. I was balling the practice. And the best thing happened that my dog Portis, he was sick for like a week. And um, I got the chance to go to ones and twos early, like early in camp. And that's when they realized, like, this, I'm for real. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You just named three running backs that all went on to the NFL and had successful careers. You named a bunch of dudes earlier uh, that, that were also on that team. Obviously, rest in peace, Sean Taylor. What was your college experience like? I mean, you at the U, you know, you guys had a lot of success in the early 80s, uh, you know, trying to bring that tradition back. You guys were able to win a national championship while you are there. But what was that experience like for you? Any, any, any memorable stories you want to share with us? Man, you had to bring it every day. Mm. If you didn't bring it, your ass not playing. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And when, when I got there, I felt like college football was easy just because the guys we had to go and compete with in practice, man. Practice was so fast. Oh, man. Then when I get in the game, I'm like, damn, this shit like high school. You know what I'm saying? I'm, you know, that's why I was like, my freshman year, man, I was killing it, though. I probably had, like, 60 carry, like, seven, 800 yards, man. You know what I'm saying? Porters had, like, 1,200, 1,300. So I, I I would say, man, we had to bring it every day. We had to go to class. You had to go to class because our coach was like, if you ain't doing the right thing, yeah, it's not playing because we always good. So it didn't matter who we put in. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So that's why yeah. I'm not going to lie. Me going to UM at the time, me playing in the NFL, man, and, you know, once you get in the league, bro, every year they try to find somebody to, to take your job, bro. And me going to Miami, that's why I didn't care about who they dropped. Because I knew, like, bro, I was around the best. And I don't been around this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. Now that you got pushed in college, a lot of motherfuckers don't get pushed till they get to the league. You got yep. that same kind of, because you had three motherfucking NFL running backs right next to you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you, you, you spoke on it earlier. Uh, knee surgery coming into your sophomore year. Uh, come back. Another knee surgery. I think you also had a shoulder surgery. What did all that do to you mentally? And how were you physically able to overcome that and still have the career you had in I'm, college? I'm, after my second knee injury, I'm going to be real. I went to my running back coach, Coach Sergeant. I said, Coach, man, I, I, want, I, I really wanted to give up, bro. Because like, I'm like, God, like, what, like, what's going on? I'm, I'm living right. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, trying to do all the right things. And this happened. 
So I went to my running back coach. I said, hey, coach, man, I think football not for me. He said, you fucking crazy. <laughs> he said, uh, bro, you the most natural, naturalist back I don't saw Ben Brown. He was like, we just going to have a, have a game plan for you. He was like, um, you know, we're going to... You're going to start, but we're going to have a rotation, you know, for you for you to try to, you know, finish the year and get back to yourself. And, you know, uh, if you leave, you leave. If you come back, you come back. So during that year, early on, I wasn't myself. I was like seven months out of surgery, the first game we played against Florida State. So I wasn't myself, you know. Uh, I wasn't confident. I wasn't feeling myself. I wasn't feeling like myself. So as the game, as the year went on, like, they started saying that I'm getting back to me. You know what I'm saying? But I was kind of out of shape because I couldn't train. I couldn't do nothing but rehab. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you know, you stressing, man. You, I was drinking, man. So I kind of, that, that dog liquor put, put put that weight on you. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so I'm kind of heavy. Um, but, you know, by the, by the mid to the end of the season, they, they saw like, oh, okay, he getting back to himself. And I remember um, the last, we played Florida. And... I remember me and my mom in the, after the game in the hotel. I, I finished like with nine something. I said, man, I, cause I was like, man, I stay healthy. I'm leaving. I don't give a fuck. So I said, mom, I'm gone, man. And um, the coaches came to my house a whole week to try to make me stay in school because it was like, my coaches were scared because of my injuries. You know what I'm saying? Like, they was like, mm-hmm. oh, you might don't get drafted. You know, you might go late round. Then you got, you know, it's not guaranteed. My mom was like, I don't give a fuck where Ronnie go. She said, if y'all not telling him, if y'all not telling him to leave, don't come back here no more. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I, don't, I she was like, I know what my baby can do once he get healthy. And That's she was right, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's so tough. um, but that, that did a lot, man. Made me, made me, you know, believe, don't listen to nobody, man. And I tell kids, even me taking this fight, you know, I hear people, what's wrong? He crazy, what are you trying to? Do to his head, man. If you want to do something, you do it. You know what right. I'm saying? Don't listen to right. nobody who tell you what you know what you can't do. Cause I don't heard that so many times since I was a kid. Right. Since I was, you know, um, after my knee injuries, they told me I won't be in the league three years, man. If I was, if I believe it, I won't. I won't. I wouldn't have been in the league. But I, you know, I don't care what people say. You know what I'm right. saying? They try to judge me. Oh, you turn 28, and you can't run no more. My, I got seven, eight thousand yards after I turned thirty. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So don't. Oh, and I tell people, don't let them yeah. judge you off because another right. man can do it. You, you, right. you can be different. You know what I'm saying? As long as you love what you're doing. Absolutely. And and and, and, and half the people though that that have something to say are jealous never of the played, power. And never, and never played the game, bro. But but they jealous. But they jealous of the confidence and the skill you have. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Then, then you you have enough confidence to do anything and put your mind to do anything that you say you can do. A lot of people don't have that, so that's what they hate. It ain't that they hate you; they envy right. the confidence that you and the belief yeah. that you have in yourself. That's what I had to learn. They're you know project- what I'm saying? Yeah. I, you, Proje- you hear projecting. a lot of you. Hear, yeah. yeah, man, that's it right there. They're projecting that negative energy because they couldn't do it or can't do it. That's all it is. Yep. Looking back on your college career, you know, you won a national championship, bowl games, records broken. What's the biggest thing you took from your experience while you were in Miami? Uh, I, I don't like that. I, I, like, my freshman year, we won my freshman year. You know, I was happy, but, you know, it's a different when you when you the guy. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, uh, I, was, I was excited about, you know, winning the ch- championship. But you know how it is, man. When you... Really plan, plan, like you, you appreciate it even more. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. man, what I like, just I was happy I went there. Just being around top guys, man. 
just being around, I, I like just being around the Ed Reed, the Sean Tellers, um, just being around top guys, man. Like I said, that's me being around the guys, man. Like it helped my help my career, man. To mm-hmm. that don't care about who who at the next level, who are these people talking about, who this or who that. You know what I'm saying? Like they got to show me, man. You know what I'm right. saying? And I say like me being around all them guys at the at one time, bro. Man, that helped me so much, bro. In my in my in my pro career. Being drafted in 2005, picked 65, 65th in the third round. Did you expect to go higher? And how did it feel to be drafted overall? I know coming from where I'm from, how big it was. I didn't care where I went. I just wanted to be drafted and get an opportunity. But did you expect to go higher? Well, I had I had teams call that day. It was like, if you was in the second round, you, if we if you there at the second, we're going to take you. And, um, you know, when they I was there in the second, but they didn't. You know, they didn't take me. They didn't take me. So, you know, I, I when I got dropped, I was excited because what I had to go through to get there. But I, I cried. You know what I'm saying? And I cried because, and not knocking the guys who went before me because I knew like the three guys. You know, at the time, like, cause you know, you when you coming out, you you see everything. You know, like the when Ronnie Brown going to God bless his soul, Cedric Benson going four, Cadillac going five. So I know they was going to go in front of me. So the next tier was going to be, it was out of me, J.J. Arrington, um, me, J.J. Arrington, uh, Eric, Eric Shelson. And, um, you know, I was okay because of my injuries about the first three. But when I saw, and I'm not, not knocking them guys because, you know, I felt, you know, they was good players. But when I saw J.J. Arrington go to uh, Arizona early in the first round, and I saw Eric Shelton go late, 54th pick to the Carolina Panthers. And... And I remember Dan Morgan coming out to the U and be like, well, I told my, you know, the the draft U. And when they took another guy who well, I felt like I was better, I, you know, better than, but you know how it was, my injury. So, but I cried, bro. And, um, you know, like when you get drafted, like that first year, you know, the first round is going to get, they're they going to play. And um, I told myself, look, after this first year, the guys, them guys, like the, the top three who went in front of me, after, my, after, after, after that first year, they would they would not outdo me no more. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm a, my goal was to be the best running back or one of the best players in my draft class, and I just and I wanted to be the last man standing like out of everybody like all the bats. And man, I was blessed to do it, man. Absolutely, mm-hmm. blessing. What was your rookie season like? What what vest did you lean on in your rookie season? I, I didn't really need none, man. Cause I had I was wrong in college, bro. <laughs> I, I was wrong Porters. I was wrong, you know, EJ them still come back to the school. So I didn't really need none, man. I was I'm being real, man, and I'm not taking nothing from Kevin Barlow, man, but bro, I was coming in, man. I, I gotta get it, man. Like, bro, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, this six, seven hundred thousand ain't good enough right here, man. Straight up. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't <laughs> buy my up. I couldn't buy my mama house right away. You know what I'm saying? So she still had to be in the hood. You know what I'm saying? For like a year or two. You know what I'm saying? But I came in up. I, I led the team in rushing, but I only started one game. Damn. You know what I'm saying? So I came in up. My mindset, bro, I was like, man, you know, I got I got to show these people because they already call me injury prone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, you know, and I want to show them. They, they, they were telling, oh, they reached for me in the draft. They should have waited the later to pick me. So my mindset would be, hey, I'm going to be the best one in this draft class. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. whoever San Fran picked. And I was man, you look back now, they said no question. What what was your welcome to the NFL moment? Oh man, it should have been, it should have been when we played the Redskins, bro. 
it should have been we played the Redskins. When I hit the hole and I jumped and Sean Teller saw me, I I I went to the after I said, bro, you you didn't hit me because I'm from the U dog. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he just he just starts smiling and stuff, man. But it should have been that game. Oh, yeah, my yeah. It should have been that game because I jumped in the hole. He filled it, but he kind of like those like you know opposite you know opposite direction. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it been yeah. That game. Hey, uh, speak to him uh, for a moment because he was just such a talent, and you hear nothing but great stories about him. What was he like as a person, as a teammate, and then just as a brother? Man, real. See, I've been knowing Sean like in Miami. Like, when you're a dog, you're a ball, since part one, you know everybody. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. I've been competing with Sean Teller and Trail, like, since we was kids, man. So, I've been knowing him. You know what I'm saying? So, Sean's the first guy in high school, man. And I tell I tell, I, I tell people, and I was a dog in high school. He was the first, he was going to kill me. That was the public school. We was in 10th grade. He was the first, first one in high school, hit me one time, man. Um, on the sideline, I went under the bleachers. So, so, so you know, you know that you know how that that you know how that like that next year come. I didn't know he transferred, so they put another tall guy in the same jersey number. So I'm looking over there. I'm like, man, where this motherfucker at, man? You know what I'm saying? But bro, one of the best football player I ever saw can play mm-hmm. anything on the football field, dog. Mm-hmm. You can put him at corner, he gonna play it. Running back, linebacker. Bro, and, 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 and if he fought with you, he fought with you, man. Like, he, mm-hmm. like for real. Real dude. Real dude. Mm-hmm. Rest in yeah, peace, rest man. Yeah, yep. man. He actually, he, he died the same day as my mom, Jack. Same day. Oh, <clears throat> I didn't know that. Dang. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So 2007, you signed a contract extension, get real money for the first time. Uh, and then a couple days after that, you lose your mom. And, and obviously the, the, the common theme throughout this whole interview thus far is you were doing everything for your mom. So you finally get in a position to have some real money and you, you, you lose her. So talk about being on a high note and then obviously losing your best friend in the world. I was, I was hurt because I wanted her to enjoy this, man. You know what I'm saying? Because I saw, you know, not just taking care of her kids, taking care of my cousins, you know, her sisters. Um, you know, like I told y'all, like, we came up together. You know what I'm saying? Like, like her sister standing in the house, her brothers um, standing in the house with us in the one-bedroom apartment. So I saw, like I told you, I always had to be a thanker. I always had to thank ahead of time. And I still do that today. You know what I'm saying? So me losing her, man, and, you know, you can't question God. You can't. Right. But I was, bro, I was, man, because I wanted to give her everything. You know what I'm saying? Because she deserved it, man. Right. You know, I bought her, she got a chance to, you know, I bought her a house. Um, I bought her a car, but she only was able to see me play one game, you know, mm-hmm. come one game. And that was, uh, that year she promised me that uh, she was going to fly to come to San Fran and see me play. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it didn't happen. So, um, you know, um, so I was hurt, bro. Man, rest in peace to moms, no doubt. 2006 was your breakout season, followed up with 2007. Have another great year in 2008 and to become the first running back in the 49er history to rush for three straight 1,000-yard seasons. As you continue to acquire these, you know, these records early on, what is, what is going through your mind? I just wanted to keep getting better and better. You know, like... I wanted the guy that just want to get. I wanted the guy just want to just get to the NFL. 
you know, I want once I got the taste of being good, I wanted to keep it going. And, you know, I and that's why I say, like, when I look back and when I got the time to when I didn't go to camp, you know, I saw how much I missed for my kids. Cause, you know, once you once you do something great, you want to keep doing something great. And you kind of forget. Cause I and I, and I take my hats off to my girl, man, for letting me do it. You know, I, I used to train my ass off. Like my, my training day, bro, I, I, I in the morning. In the morning, I trained with football guy just to see my competition. You know, cause I, you know, I probably want the fastest. I probably want the quickest, quickest. But I used to be around guys in the off season. You know, when it's when it's my day, like feet work and all that, I'm gonna be the best. But when it's like guys who got long speed, I'm gonna be to the next guy who the best at that, just because it gonna help me. You know what I'm saying? But when I train in the morning, that was just some, you know, just to see my my opponents, to see. Who I who I'm competing with it's to see what they good at and what they do. But man, what used to get me over the top, man. My, I had my own football coach at night. That was my way to say when I go to camp, when I'm go get ready for the season. Like, bro, I know this dude didn't do what I did. You know what I'm saying? So my mindset right. already there. You know what I'm saying? So, man, I just, bro, I, I bro, I, like when you want to be, man, when you want to do great things, you gotta have, you got you gotta make people think you like your mind fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's how I was, bro. They be like, man, you do all this? Yeah, because, you know, once you test greatness, bro, you want to keep it going. And it's very hard, bro. But some guys, when they hear the TV talking about you, um, that how good you are, they forget. You know what I'm saying? And NFL, bro, you're only getting two years out of the contract. You know what I'm saying? You got to make the money. So that's my mindset. Well, I can't, you know, I look at it. If you look back, I've never been cut, bro. You know what I'm saying? I've never been cut, man. Just because mm-hmm. how hard, you know, all seasons I took it serious, bro. Yeah. yeah. Hey, like I tell them, you know, and, and I, I'm not saying that I like I I didn't like my other guys, but bro, you know how you supposed to be in the front of the line when you the leader. Yeah. And and, and the scratch, I just been in the back of the line just to see the guys who want who want my spot, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I just mm-hmm. like to play a little head 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 games with my mind, like before practice, before you know what I'm saying, before games. I ain't care about that cap that captain shit, bro. I just you know the the people on the team know what's up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The coaches, they they pick the captain, but they know what's up. You know what I'm saying? They know right. when it's time to crunch time, they gonna come to the real ones. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I didn't really care about that. But I'm but sorry. you know, every every, every the, that's why you finna be a that's why you're a future Hall of Famer. That's why you one of the great ones, because the great ones all have that. They all have a little something that separates them from everybody else. Everybody thought Kobe was yep. different. Rest in peace Sick. to Kobe. Everybody Sick. thought Kobe was yep. uh, uh, was insane. But he was just mm-hmm. that in love with the game and in that in love with being great. So we get it. Mm-hmm. Me and Matt totally mm-hmm. get it, bro. We get it. Mm-hmm. You, you, you signed a contract extension in 2011. And for the first time in your career, you, when you got a chance to go to the playoffs. Was the locker room different that season going to the playoffs? Of course it was. Yeah, it was, it was, it was like a family, man. You know, like how, like how NFL teams, you know, it's different than college. You know, college, everybody... You know, you have a couple people with babies, but NFL, you got people married, you got, you know, families, and you don't really hang. You don't really hang out. But our team, bro, we was, and what was special about the team, when it was the same guys, the core guys, when we was the sorriest, one of the sorriest team in the league. So we all grew together. So we, it was like a college, you know, that college feeling? Like, like one person go here, everybody going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we did, we did, bro. And I think that's what made us so so special, man. We did everything together, bro. Like, and then color, and then what 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 color you was like, man? Cowboy, um, Justice Smith, like, bro. That's one of the, 
Man, if you a dog, I'm going to fuck with you, bro. Like, I, like right. I, I, one thing, I hate pussies, man. You know what yep. I'm saying? And dogs, like, man, I talk to Justin still, still today, bro. Like, a, you know what I'm saying? We try to set trips up just because, mm-hmm. you know, the respect I have for him, man. Yeah, we had we hey, we had that in Golden State too though. <laughs> I, 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 I think say, I didn't want I don't want to interrupt, nigga. We was in the streets every night together, all of us, <laughs> all and, of us. And then and then still go out and hoop the next day. That's why I said we could have got your uh, your street life balanced so you could still do your street thing and do your thing. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> we did that. Yeah, but hey, but hey, be real. When you get up in age, boy, it's hard, dude. It's yeah, hard. Yeah, recovery. Oh, well, man. It's, it's like anything else. You got to practice that that drinking. You can't take time off from drinking because, you know what I mean? You got to stay consistent with it. And that's what <laughs> we was we was with the tree and the drinking. But like you said, like once you slow down or stop, it's a motherfucker to get back into that mode. So it's good. Didn't it, it work different for everybody? Bro, right. hey, my running, my running back coach. That's that game I told you. Um, the the, the weekend, my boys came up. My uh-huh. running back coach is looking at me like, "What the fuck wrong with you, bro?" <laughs> I'm like, "Man, one of them nights." Boy, yeah, that's funny. So look, how did it feel to getting so close to the NFC Championship and to lose uh, eventually the Super Bowl champs to the tough. Giants? It was tough one, man. Like I said, because that was the first year Harbaugh came. No, we didn't have no all season. We just had, we just coming off a of sorry. 2010, we had a sorry, you know, we're sorry. And, you know, 2011, no all season, new coach, you know, everybody wrote us off. And man, we come out and we just dominate. We just, man, one of the, the, the hardest team in, mm-hmm. in, in the league, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but, and, and, and I'm gonna be real, man. Like a lot of, I know Harbaugh get his, you know, people don't like him, but bro. No, he he a real deal, bro. Like, though, that was the first time I would say, like, the court, like, we really had, like, bro, like, audible plays, like, to get us in good um, situations. And people don't know that. Like, bro, we used to have, back in, like, when we was younger, we used to have just running, running plays. Like, no matter what the defense you want. Hotball, we, man, we used to go to the line with, like, three three plays, bro. And, um, but once we, once we got him, man, and we started, you know, I would say it was when we beat Philly, when they had everybody, when they had yeah. um, Michael they Vick. Were, they was loaded. Oh, they was loaded. Yeah. When they had the dream, the, all the dream team. Yeah. Yeah, yep. bro. We beat, and they, were, they, they was beating us, what, 24-7 going into halftime. Then, but, and as a team, we used to, like, we used to, instead, you know, when you're supposed to go in the locker room halftime and you adjust stuff, and, but we used to bend down. And our coaches like, what the fuck y'all doing about like, this? Man, so so I can I can remember the Philly game. We going to the locker room. We all looking at each other like, man, what for the happen? You know what I'm saying? Because that was our first time going like being down with Harbaugh, bro. It's, uh, him and his coaching style, bro. Uh, if we gonna win this game, we got to do this, do that, bro. We came out, man. We fucking we fucking killed them boys. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And we just t- after that we took off, man. We just took off for a couple years, man. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. 
I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe will win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. 2012, you make it to the Super Bowl. What was that feeling like? Even though you didn't win, I know just a lot of people can't even say they experienced a Super Bowl. What was that like? That was great. The same guys, man, who we came up with. You know, that's like when when y'all was in, in Golden State when, you know, even when y'all had that run, y'all was knocking yeah. all them fucking threes down, boy. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that's like, you know what I'm saying? But before that, you know, everybody felt like y'all was bad, bad team. Then it's yep. the same guys, and now y'all, you know, made the playoffs. Then y'all, and y'all won the first round that year. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, yep. you know what I'm saying? So it's like when you, you know, been alive and starting the league at the time, then now you just click, and now you just been... You know, you've been dominant and everybody, you know, on your, on your, you know, on you, on your team. And it's the same guys when we were sorry. That was the best thing for me, man. Like, mm-hmm. I, we still had Alex Smith. We had, you know, Patrick Willis. And I, and I think, I think it was like, you know, when you're young, you really don't know, you don't know that much. But when this, you know, I think you give, you give a, a core guy three to four years. I think that's when you see, like, what you got. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think they gave us, like, like about five six years together, and that's when we start taking off, man. Mm-hmm. You guys are both. Well, I mean, that was a great. That, yeah, just that was like Golden State. Just like Golden yeah. State. I don't, I don't keep. But, but I don't you, mean to keep you using know how them, they but it's the same thing. You know, how, you know, you know how it is when they when they like organizations start listening to the fans. The oh, media. You get yeah, yeah, bro. Like, like that's, I'm like, bro. Yeah. Yeah. No, people don't realize how long time. They got to build. You got to get your chemistry. You got to. You got to lose. Like you said, you yeah. all that shit helps you win eventually. But I just think we live in such an era now, or of late, probably like the last yeah, twenty years, where motherfuckers don't stick together. It's recycling doors and getting people in and out. But that Super Bowl was like a tale of two halves. You guys had a rough first half, came back in the second half, made it an amazing game. I lost a lot of money in that game, but I was riding with y'all motherfuckers anyway. What was that? What was that conversation at halftime that really flipped that switch? Was that something on Harbaugh? Was that something that you guys did yourself? Talk to me about that. Uh, I, I would say it was all of us, man. And I think the reason why we dug, dug ourselves in a hole like that, because, man, we was too cocky, bro. Like, when we watching film, 
on Baltimore Ravens, we was like, no one hell they can beat us. You know what I'm saying? I think we came out there too cocky, bro. Mm-hmm. Not knowing that them guys been there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and I think mm-hmm. that was the difference, bro. That was the difference in how the game started. Like we came out too cocky and we forgot them guys been there. Like they had raid. They had mm-hmm. they had some they dogs had, over you know there. Saying? Yeah. Yes, but sir. you know, we just like watch, you know, you know, even though Ray wasn't Ray, he still got a voice on that team to make them guys mm-hmm. play at a high level. And I think that's what was the key to that game, man. Like, and I think if we didn't, I think Coach Harbaugh should just n- never let us watch film. Just, just, just let them watch film. Just what we gonna do, y'all? Because once we saw mm-hmm. film, man, we was like, man, they had Ray to try to cover Vernon, so we was trying to go at, you know what I'm saying? Like, and we just knew that we was gonna win that game, man. But we got mm-hmm. down, you know, we got down, and bro, halftime. I'm gonna be real. The one. People don't give credit to man who was a, a big part of that team was Michael Crowtree, bro. Like, yeah, you know, I'm being real. Like, like, bro, halftime, man. You would think me, you would think Pat, you would think one of us, bro. He got up, man, and like, hey, man, what the fuck, man? You know, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, and bro, we just, you know, we we were so tight, man. It didn't matter what about who I'm talking to the defense or the defense talking to me. It didn't yeah. matter, bro, because we, we you know, what I'm saying, we was all brothers, man. So. Yeah. When my, when my um, Crouchy got up and you know spoke what he's what he's you know and we just man we just clicked man definitely clicked the second half. So you guys, so you had you mentioned Alex Smith earlier, and then Cap came about. What was that transition from Alex to Cap like for you personally and for the team? They was totally different quarterbacks. I think what helped what really helped us though, I would say when Cap came in that second half, we switched our whole offense. So. He came in on fire, bro. He came in on fire because nobody didn't know how to play us. Right. You know, so nobody didn't know how to play us because, you know, he can run. So they didn't know how to, you know, so they they were trying to keep everything simple. You know what I'm saying? But they didn't know. Like, we was doing, they think we just doing zone read, but we still doing regular plays. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So they were just trying to keep everything simple, bro. We were just tearing their ass up. Then once they start trying to crash, kept keeping it, then, bro, once he get going, uh, you ain't catching him. So that, it, it was like, you know, I, I felt like we would have had success either way. If I didn't get hurt, we was going to still be good. Even like when Cap came in, you know, we took off. It, it didn't matter because both, you know, we're going to do good things. Mm-hmm. So in 2013, you turned 30. We spoke about this a lot. of First of all, a lot of people don't make it that long, let alone running backs. And then you said, what did you acquire? Seven to 8,000 yards after you turned 30. What mm-hmm. do you contribute your longevity to? Especially in your position, like I said, your 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 running back windows what maybe three to five years. That's why running backs don't get paid that long because they expect you guys to be in and out. What do you contribute your longevity to and your ability to continue to produce year after year after year? Reading the newspaper about them saying Frank Gore done. <laughs> right, straight up. Reading the newspaper before I go train. I would say that. Then I would say God. No, first I'm gonna say God. First God. But also, like, hearing the doubters, man. Oh, Frank Gore, 30 years old. And I'm being real. And once you hit that mark 30, bro, they look for anything right. to say, oh, you ain't the... You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, mm-hmm. you could have the same yards per carry a young kid say, but you, your yards per carry just went down a notch the year before. Oh, he... Like, bro, I still have four-some yards to carry, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm out doing this kid. He, on, you know, only 23 years old. You know what I'm saying? But you know how, when you hit that 30 mark, bro, NFL, they gonna try to find a way to like say you ain't doing it no more. But I would say, man, God, I would say reading the negative stuff about myself before I go train. And I would say, man, I stay around young guys, man. Every When I feel like, 
the running backs getting older, I go to a younger crew. I feel like a younger crew, I go train with. You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. hey, let's be real, man. You got to keep yourself honest, man. Keep yeah. your youth. So I feel like, yeah, I've already got the knowledge. I don't saw every defense. Like, bro, they can call the play. I can see the defense. I will, I can, man, listen, I know where the ball going to hit at if they, if they block it right. You see what I'm saying? I put myself in position. You know what I'm saying? Just because the knowledge I had of the game, but... I would say I, I stay around young guys, man. On the train when I start when when they train when they uh, off season, bro. Mm-hmm. And I felt like if I couldn't do my same workout that I did when I first came in, I'm not gonna be me. And that's one of the reasons this past year when I didn't like I go I was I trained with my son, and some days because I wasn't sure if I wanted to play, I'd be like, Nah, son, you just go. I mean, some, at first I was just doing it to see where he still go. Will he go without me? Just I want to see what his head at, see if he learning. And he was doing it. But some days I was like, man, I ain't, I don't know if I'm going to do this shit. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. So I felt like if I couldn't be the same me in the offseason, I wasn't going to play, man. And that's what kind of had me iffy about this year, too. Because I was missing days when my son's still going with our other coaches. And I was fine with it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you made the right choice. I mean, talk to me real, what it's like training with, like I said, I'll mess around with my kids, but obviously I'm out done playing, but what was it like being able to, why you did it briefly, training with your son, him watching you, you know, growing up, and then you guys, you know, now he's in college, you was debating whether you're still going to be in the league, but what was it like going out there and being able to train with your, with, with your, with your little man and, and seeing him excel and continue to get better? Well, I'm going to be real. I didn't, I didn't grab my son, my oldest son, until he got in the 11th grade to train him because mm-hmm. I'm like... I want him to be a kid. I want him to enjoy his life, bro. You know what I'm saying? He want to do it. That. You know what I'm saying? When he yeah. when, when he want to do it, you know what I'm saying? He going to want to do it. You know what I'm saying? And once he got... Mm-hmm. Like, when I got that, when I got to Miami, when I played for the Dolphins, that was my first time seeing my son play since he was, like, probably seven years old. And you know, you hear, like... You know, you hear... Like, I'm from Miami, so he played the same position. And you hear the coach, like, oh, man, your son can play. But you thinking that... He, they just saying that because you, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Right. So I come I come home, I sign with the Dolphins. So I, I go to his, his, the first, like, I haven't saw him play since, like, I took my life since, since probably seven years old, bro. Damn. And um, so I go to the game, bro, I'm nervous, like, oh, shit, like, I'm nervous <laughs> as hell. You know what I'm saying? So every, like, like I tell people, like, he got it harder than me because I, I didn't have to live up to no name. So I'm on right. the sideline. The kids trying me. Oh, we're going to fuck your son up today. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, bro, the first carry, bro, like, you know, like, in spring practice, like, you a sophomore, but you gonna, next year you're going to be a junior. Mm-hmm. So, bro, first carry, he went, like, 67. I said, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So he got it for real. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, you know what? This all season, I'm going to grab him. Then that's when he just took off on, like, on another yeah. level, bro. That's dope. But I don't think you realize, because I see it now, like, you don't realize how important you just being there was for him. Mm-hmm. It gave him that extra juice. That oh, shit, Pops is here finally. Like, it's time to go. So I think that's beautiful. And I think it's dope that you let him fight. Because I'm a coach. At the, my kids are only 13, but... I see so many parents and, and other teams like for like living through their kids, like let them be kids and let, ah, yeah. let yeah, let them figure it out. And it's dope that you said you didn't start really getting on him till about his junior year. It's, it's ridiculous. Like I said, I see it at a young age, so you seen it. Yep. Yeah, it's ridiculous. After 10 seasons with the 49ers, 10 Hall of Fame seasons, you end up signing with the Colts. How did, how did that decision come about? I knew I was going to leave my last year at San Fran. Just because they drafted um, a back in the second round. And that was the highest they ever dropped a back. 
you know, and I and I felt like, you know, they, I was, what, 33? But I, I came off 11, 1,200 yards, though. You know what I'm mm. saying? Mm. Still so, putting up numbers. So when I saw that they dropped, and they and they was kind of trying to force the issue to make them play. You know what I'm saying? And I, that's why I, I, you know, like upstairs, like upstairs, not the coaches, you know, like upstairs, you know, oh, they want to see their new toy. You know what I'm saying? So they were trying mm-hmm. to force the issue to make them play, but, and that's why I respect Harbaugh, man. Harbaugh gonna play the best man. And, you know, I was the best man still, but, you know, he got fired and the upstairs wanted, you know, a new toy. You know what I'm saying? He was a new GM at the time. A new GM came in, you know, my old GM who dropped me had got fired, so, it was, you know, it was that then when they had, instead of, you know, out of respect, I felt like the head coach, I'm not a head, I respect, I felt like the, the gym should have came and talked to me. Yeah. And, you know, that's like, you know, I've been there 10 years, bro. Like 10 years, 11,000 11, some yards, bro. You know what I'm saying? So I was working for you. I was working. Even though you wasn't there, like the head man at the time, but you was there. You saw me working. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to talk to me in the offseason. Mm-hmm. And Jed, you know, Jed, Jed, the owner, he came, like, that's like, we like family, bro. Uh, he he called me, you know. He talked to me, but he, he like, and I respect. He didn't want, never want to like force my force me on nobody. He want them to want me, and I respect that. You know what I'm saying? Cause that's what I wanted. That's how I wanted. I wanted to be. I want you to want me, not cause the owner saying or oh, you got the sign. I don't want. Nah, I don't want to be there. So the gym had the gym had the head coach the the to come to me and ask and say if you want to come back. You know, what about you playing short? Y'all is back. I say short. Y'all is back. Hey, I'm not just for the settle for just to come back to a team. And I just coming off 11, 1,200 yards, bro. Yeah, and I didn't even play. Yeah. And I didn't, even, I, didn't, I didn't even play that much. Like, I, you know, because early on, they were trying to force the young kid to play. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, nah, bro, I still can play, bro. You know what I'm saying? So um, they, it was like, you can't, you know, you can't accept that role. You know, we're we going to have to move on. I said, okay, cool. So I hit the market. I was out uh, the night. That was a, my last night in, in San Fran. You know, I went to go mess around with Draymond Green. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we went and hung out. And uh, I went to Vegas, all my homeboys, you know. Then I had, I committed to Philly that mm-hmm. night. I, com- I committed to Philly. To replace LaShawn, saw- right? Yeah. 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 I, commit- I committed to Philly. And then starting quarterback called me. Um, then he called me. Then the next day he get traded. I'm like, damn, what the fuck? Then Matthew go to <laughs> Kansas City. So I'm like, man, I'm trying to win a championship, man. And I was like, bro, I can't win a championship with, you know, everybody getting shipped out of there. My agent called the Colts. And, you know, they just came from the ALC championship. They lost against the um they lost against the Patriots. Then I was like, man, if me and my boy Dre go there, we can get them over the top. And when I got there, it's just, just a different team from what I was used to, man. Mm, mm, mm. At the end of your time with the coach, you still dominating, though. Yeah, no, I, I played for the Colts. I played for the Dolphins, Buffalo, then the Jets. I just, you know what? I was just going year, year by year, man, because you, you never know what, what these people think. I know I can play, but they look at your age and judge you off that. And um, mm-hmm. so I was, you know, I was still training. Like, after, after I would say after Buffalo... That when I was like back and forth, like what should I do? Should I keep going? Then I asked my kids, and they wanted me to keep going, so I kept going. And um, this all season right here was the only time my son, when I asked him and I told him what team that wanted me, 
my oldest son, that was the first time he ever said like that. They can't go to Super Bowl. I don't think you should play. But that's basically he was telling me that I really, I really wait for you to start watching me and you know mm-hmm. my brothers. You know what I'm yes. saying? That was his yep. first time. And I, you know, I, I one thing I'm a listener and I, and I pay attention to it, like my kids and stuff. You know, so when he told me now, I was like, yeah, them boys ready for me to sit my behind down, man. And, you know, <laughs> and, and put the yeah. time in with them, bro. But I, I enjoyed it, though. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, bro. Yeah. I mean, when you look back on it, you know, you end up finishing in 2020, your name to the All-Decade Team in, in, in 2010. Knowing what you gained, where you came from, your college career, all the injuries, and for you to be the third leading rusher in the history of the game, like, has it really hit? Because you're done now. Has it really hit you? Because most of the time we don't realize the greatness that, that, that people have accomplished when you're in the mix. Now you're sitting back, you ever think like, yo, I'm the third best to ever do it. Nah, it's, I still don't think about it. I'm being real. I don't. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't. People say, because I, I, I never, they, when, during the season, they'd be like, bro, you know what you just did? <laughs> right. I, I ne- you know what I'm saying? I, I just don't, bro. I never, I don't think about it still today, man. I, I don't know because I'm doing boxing right now or what, but I never sat down and be like, damn, that's what I did. But, and I think because, man, you know, I, I know I ripped my ass off. I can't help what happened. Before like my injuries, I knew one, I knew that God blessed me with the game of football to play the game of football. He gave me a high skill level, bro. And I just had to, you know, get to me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and then and you know and the, the time was when you know I was blessed to go to NFL. Man, I was blessed not to get you know hurt too bad. And you know and I was and I would still say, bro, it's crazy. You guys Portis this. Bro, I was way better than what I am now, bro. Before my injuries, dog, I had everything, dog. <laughs> like, like, you know what I'm saying? And you know, and then I'll just say, man, like I tell the kids, man, if you want something, you gotta work for it, bro. Definitely. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I had, bro, I had to work, like, bro, I had to change my whole skill set up, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because, bro, I had long speed, I had everything before my injuries, dog. Like, you know, whenever y'all talk to Portis, he'll tell you. And that's one thing, bro, about him. At the man, when I came in at Miami, he was the guy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And bro, like, and you know how some guys they can't take a guy right there, right? You know what I'm saying? As a freshman, like right there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But him as as, as being real with me, dog. That's one thing I thought. Like, Porter's the realest, like the realest one I ever been around, bro. Like he never, bro, like talked bad about me. He wanted, like, bro, like, we like before the games, like we as roommates. He was like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm I'm about to go handle the first half, bro. You got to go. Go, go finish this shit up second half. You know, he wanted to see me out there, man. And you rarely see that, man. Yeah, that's why, definitely. you know, that's my dog, bro. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely, definitely. So, don't sound like to me you going back and play no more. I don't know. I mean, I, it, 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 it's, it's up in the air, but it I, don't hey, sound... we never know, though. Yeah, you know okay, all right. Like, my, all I right. see my boy Jim, uh, uh, Bernard just got hurt in Tampa, so you never know, mm-hmm. man. You know what I'm saying? I could mm-hmm. catch, now. Mm, you know okay. Okay. So, so, hey, so we gonna we gonna we gonna keep that open because you know mm-hmm. we know you still ready to go out there. But no, nah, but not, it got it got it got to be it got to be like you know they got to be in the playoffs already. You know what I'm saying? You know we got to be a perfect Super situation. Right. 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 Yeah, got to be perfect situation. So we're saying that we're saying that if that doesn't happen, would you ever take a front office job on a contender team? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna do it. That's what I want to do. You know, I feel like, bro, we been, we like, bro, we been, uh, we been doing this our whole life, bro. Like, but we know, like, I, I could look at a running back how they walk and tell me, it, I could say if he's good or not. 
I can right. see an older guy, <laughs> bro. I can see an older guy individual drills, man, and I can tell you when he's done. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, like, bro, like, that's why I don't, like, I will say in basketball, bro, they, they do good by y'all, man, but, you know what I'm saying, I feel like football, man, they got, you know, start doing better by us, though. I agree, they, 100%. They, yeah, they, they, they treat them like, um, like, duck, like, a t- like, like horses. When they done with them and they can't run a race, they just shoot them in the leg and send them on by their way. Yeah. Uh, that's well, what they do. Show y'all, basketball show y'all boys love, though, man. Yeah, they do. They give us a lot of opportunity. Yeah, that'd be dope. Yeah, good luck in that front. That's that's what it's at. I mean, like you said, who who better to judge talent than someone's been doing it his oh, whole man. life and, and actually played it? Yep, that's one thing I hate. I hate a guy who never played the game on the sideline writing down notes, telling me what I can't do. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> you know how they've been practicing, like writing the like the. I'm like, bro, what? I look at him like, what the fuck? This man can tell me what I can. Man, come on, man. Straight I down, really bro. do this. Look, short, fat motherfucker, bro. Like, come on, dog. Like, <laughs> come on, man. Yeah, right. Straight I really up. do this. Straight up. Okay, we, we we talked about, you know, how important it is for you to be around your kids right now. Uh, you spoke on that a couple of times. Your son, Frank Gore Jr., is going is following your footsteps and going to Southern Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Did you always did you always know that he was going to play football? Yeah, I knew it. When we, when I was... I had him my last year in high school, going to college. Um, he got like we got my 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 my, fo- my 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 family is a football family. You know, I was yeah. just the one was able to make it because I was I did the right thing. You know, um, my older cousins, man, they probably was better than me, man. But you know, they locked up. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. we, I got other cousins. They you see, I got other cousins like in college and stuff, and you know, um, who kind of older than him. But he used to be the youngest one out there, bro. Like, bro. Like three, four years old, man. Like, just out, just knowing what he's doing. Like, you'll be like, you know, running the right way, switching the ball, faking. Then my mom's be like, bro, my mom, every game, like in college, my mom be like, your son will watch the whole, every time we go away, this man will sit down in front of the TV, man. And I love it. And, and watch the, the watch game. my mom. Oh, man. Then I remember, you know, like sometimes, bro, you gotta, I remember when he come to the San Fran to come watch me play, I have him in the locker room. I just, I just have to make sure. He don't say nothing crazy because he's like, man, you sorry, this and that. I'm like, <laughs> hey, kids be telling the truth, though. Kids, be, oh, you know, they don't bro. have they be telling the truth. Yeah, that's, that's, you know, that, that, that's how Mad Twins is. They brutal. Oh, man, they be talking big because they have their own podcast now talking about some of my old teammates as watch. I'm like, bro, that little mother, that dude helped raise you. You can't be talking about the old teammates <laughs> like that. That's crazy, man. <laughs> <laughs> then my boy Crouch used to try to get him to talk about players and stuff. I'm like, come on, Crouch, man. <laughs> Yeah, that's dope. I love to see it. Best of luck. So he's about he's a freshman this year or a sophomore? Well, you know, last year they he was a freshman last year. He played last year. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, they gave him another year again. So last yeah. year didn't really count. So he really he was a freshman, but really a sophomore. Oh, don't but, because of COVID, he, he, right? Yeah, the COVID year, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're giving it back. But he did his thing, man, both years too. This year he played quarterback and everything, bro. Oh, that's right. Okay, I did say okay, that's I did see that. That's what's up. Okay. Well, shout out little bro, man. Best of luck to him. All right, man. Well, we appreciate your time. Quick hitters. First thing to come to mind. Shit. Shoot it out. Top five Miami athletes of all time. Any sport. Just top five Miami athletes. Look at his face. Damn. Look at his face. Look at his face, man. <laughs> <laughs> he like, Any damn. What's up? Are you good? I mean, you go all football if you want. Football? Go football. Yeah, go football. Best, best, best player. I'm going to say best football player, Sean Taylor. 
I'm gonna go Ray Lewis. Mm. I'm gonna go South. Reed. Oh, that's four. That's yeah. four. Slide yourself in there. Don't be shy. Nah, Come on, bro. You, nah, you, nah, you, nah. Nah, cause man, I was hurt at UM a lot, man. I had okay. two ACLs. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna go Michael Irvin. I was just about to say that, Money Mike. Yeah. One album that you listening to without skipping. No, you're a Miami boy. Mm. You are island by. <laughs> nah, nah, I'm trying to... What that, what that... Is it, I, I listen to that. It's an old Jeezy, man. Damn. Ooh. What, uh, Thug Motivation? Yeah, Thug Motivation. Thug motivation. Every Ryan, hey, man. Yeah, I'm gonna be, be, be listening to that in the locker room, mom. Um, you know, on Saturday, getting ready. That old Jay Z, he was different. Yes, sir. Yes, he was. What team? Who you think going to the Super Bowl this year? Just I can't say, man. I'm gonna be real. I can't say it's been good football, man. It's been like even look. You go last night. You see Tampa. You see Tampa and Buffalo, man. Tampa, Tampa Bay up twenty. What? Mm-hmm. 27. Like, bro, it's, been, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to say, but, you know, I won't count Brady out in the NFC, but, you, damn, you got Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron Rodgers, been, oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to say Brady. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm being real, man. Like, people talking that shit about Kansas City, man. Oh, they straight. Dog. They are. Like, Cowboys. Cowboys. <laughs> Cowboys. They, Cowboys. Hey, they straight. Cowboys. But I, I would say Cowboys got the most talent, though, on, as a team, especially yeah. offense. Hey, Cowboys you know gonna do, Cowboys gonna do just what you did, Jack. Cough. Yeah, cough it up right there. <laughs> no, hey, I agree with you, Frank. Everyone thought that oh, uh, uh, Mahomes is done. It was a fluke. This, this, and that. And that motherfucker just had a slow start, man. What are they nine and three right now, or eight and four? They right, they straight. <laughs> and, uh, and and Stephen A gonna have the nerve to say we've seen the best of. Mahomes. I'm like, come on, man. He just say anything. But anyway, um, <laughs> five dinner guests that you would have, dead or alive. Five dinner guests. I'm gonna have. Well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go football players. I'm gonna have um, Walter Payton. Mm-hmm. I have Barry Sanders. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have Clinton Porter because he's a good fool there. Mm-hmm. Uh, um. <laughs> I have Thurman Thomas. Ooh, you said Thurman Thomas? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And, and I, I had a bus, man. I tried, you know, I picked it, like picked their brain, man. Baddest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Baddest. Who real Jay quick? Rome. Who, who was your real quick off script? Who was your favorite running back growing up? The best one, you know, um, Barry Sanders, bro. Mm-hmm. Even though Emmett mm-hmm. got the, you know, you yeah. got see, I look this is how I look at stuff, man. I look at as a running back, bro, like not knocking them because the game is hard, but, bro, it's all situations, man, what you're dealing with, bro. Like, when I talk about running backs and stuff, I, I look at, like, the situations they in. But, bro, like, though, I, you know, Le'Veon, my dog, but, bro, bro, like, when you know, when you're talking about the best, bro, he had Antonio Bryant. He had Big Ben. He had, mm-hmm. he had three all-pros up front, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, like, who you going to, who you, who, you try, who you trying to stop? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Then, the box. You know what I'm saying? Then they win it. Then you get the attention. You can't. You know what I'm saying? But when you look at like the, the Corey Dillons, you look at like myself, like bro, playing on these sorry teams, bro, but still doing yeah. it. Hell you see yeah. what I'm saying? Like bro, I never saw a fair boss my whole career. I never mm-hmm. saw a fair boss. 
You know mm. what I'm saying? Mm. That's crazy. Like that's how I look at. You know what I'm saying? That's why I hate when people try to judge guys, bro. Cause every I'm like, bro, everybody got a different skill set. It's you can't help that they getting the job done. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You imagine it, if, it, if 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 Barry had. The Dallas oh old line with Michael Irvin and Troy Aikman, or if he but, had Terrell, if he had Terrell Davis's Denver line, that's what I'm with saying. Elway. That's what I'm saying. But guess what, though? He it didn't matter. He still nah, did he it. Still that's got why. It. That's what I'm saying. It. That's why. That's why when they when they have me to the, the pick top five guys, I, I don't. I hate to do it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because I feel like as long as you what everybody different for their team. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. As long as you get the job mm-hmm. done, that's all that matters. You know what I'm saying? Agree. Agree. Right. Uh, the funniest thing that's happened to you recently could be anything. Man, when I I'm being I'm art when I got when I when I when I started sparring and I had this Russian, bro. This Russian <laughs> hit me. This Russian hit me stalled. I'm talking about he like he undefeated boxer, bro. <laughs> you about to say hey. shit on he's shit on yourself? No, 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 bro, bro. <laughs> Nah, nah. He, hey, he bro, he's dope. He, he nah, hell, nah, hell, nah, I ain't dropped. I just, bro, he hit me with a jab. I told tough. him, I said, hold up, hold up, coach. Man. I said, hold up. I told him, like, <laughs> like, bro, like, like, you said you want to, dog, you told me, hey, you want to do it? You say you want to do it, right? Oh, I said, but, bro, man, like, dog, this dude, I'm like, man, you got to slow this shit down a little bit, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> dog, this how I knew it was serious, though, right? Yeah. Dog, because he never get in the ring with sparring. He never get in the Dog, he got in the ring that day, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because then when I, I realized, I said, this motherfucker don't know English. So it's like, he gonna, you know, it takes some time for him to really tell him what, what's going on, like how hard it's going up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what I already know. That would have woke me up. Like, hold up, time out. <laughs> Who, which one of y'all hit me? <laughs> which one of y'all hit me? <laughs> which one of y'all hit me? Last question, man. If you could have one guest on All the Smoke that you would want to see, who would it be? But you have to help us get that guest on the show. It would be somebody from the U, because I want y'all to ask them about who they think was the best. I'm going to say Ed Trail Roll. Okay. Ooh, that's a nice one. That's a nice like one. him. Yep, yep, yep. And I can well, help man, y'all get him. Definitely. We need it. Or, or him or Vince Woodford. Oh, Big Vince. Vince. Oh, oh, now, Vince. Hey, Vince. Hey, hey, I would love to get Big Vince on, though. Hey, Big Vince. Well, man, Frank, we, appre- we appreciate you, man. Thank you for your time. I know you got to uh, run off to your meeting, but... Yes, sir, bro. Appreciate you. Yeah, no I appreciate doubt. Y'all. Best of luck. You can catch Frank Gore versus Darren Williams this Saturday, December 18th, Showtime pay-per-view. Make sure you check it out. Best of I'll luck be to you, there. man. Best of luck to your son, your family. God bless retirement. Uh, man, great show. You can catch us on Showtime Basketball YouTube and the iHeart platform, Black Effects, man. We'll see y'all next week. This is All a Smoke, a production of the Black Effect and iHeart Radio in partnership with Showtime. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What kind of fun is waiting for you at King's Island? 
The holy cow, we're way too high and here comes the drop kind of fun. The make a splash all summer kind of fun. The I can't believe I ate that whole funnel cake. Let's get another kind of fun. But most importantly, at King's Island, you'll find for the fun of it kind of fun. Don't wait to start your fun season. King's Island is now open on weekends. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. <laughs> 